welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. I'm just talking once so we get level. I'm going to cut all this off. No, you're not. It's hilarious. No, it's not. <laughs> so we're really funny. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. I listen to a podcast. Hello. I listen to a podcast called All Killer No Filler, and literally, it's two comedians talking about serial killers. But for the first that, half an hour of the podcast, they just talk bollocks, but it's hysterical. So that's, that's comedians doing it. Yeah, we're funny. I don't think so. <laughs> so hey, I heard us. I know. I heard. Oh, forgive us, everyone. We are slightly under the weather, but you know we're here and we're just want sleep. happy to be here. Um, just want sleep. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is a song episode of The Ghost. It Gig. is a song episode. Hello. Hello. Um, am I saying hello to you or hello to them? Everyone. Uh, I don't know. We're and both no feverish. One. That's kind of the way it goes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so this is a song episode. So we're going to chat about a spooky song. Find yeah, out or a bit about the history. We at least think is spooky. Yeah. Which I guess is. Well, this is pretty grim, this song. I think it's pretty gruesome, yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily paranormal, but it's, no, still it's not paranormal at all. Gruesome. And then. You know, obviously, it leads to paranormal subjects and things. I bring, I imagine you're bringing the paranormal aspect in. Maybe. So again, Vince, you've done a bit of research. How do you want to do this? Do you want to reveal your research, or do you want to play our song first? Well, we should we should do the context. I think. Well, then we'll play the song as like the conclusion. All right then. Mirroring the format that we do for films. Okay. I'll pass on to you then. So, I was like, Shit, as you've so probably was seen, I supposed to have done something. <sighs> So, as you've probably seen somewhere on your favourite podcasting app, because we're available everywhere, um, you've seen the words Nelson's Blood. This is the name of a folk song, a nautical folk song, a nautical work song, Uh, nowadays called a sea shanty, but originally not called a sea shanty. Yes. Actually, may or may not Everyone knows the Weller Man. Now they do, anyway. Weller Man comes, bring us sugar and tea and rum. Which isn't exactly scary. No, but it's the same vein, isn't it? Same sort of genre. As I think. I think the one we've gone for here is more gruesome. Of course, but this, I'm just this saying, is definitely the kind of thing you'd find in like a horrible history. I'm saying if people vein. if people are not so familiar with the genre, the Weller Man is in the right ballpark. Of I genre. think since 2020, everyone's familiar with yes, the Weller Man. Yes, exactly. Now. That's why I'm using it as an example. Even of... the Drunken Sailor is a. You know, oh yeah, everyone yeah, knows that. that. Yeah. So this, that's the kind of uh, vibe we're going for. I mean, heck, that's even used in like playground chants. The same tune. Yeah. Which I think is quite nice about folk music. Lots of them actually end up. I don't know, you get introduced to it as a playground chant, yeah. don't you? This one, not so much. Tell us about Nelson's um, Blood. So Nelson's Blood, it's a traditional sea shanty. It originated in the late 19th century. Well, early 19th century, somewhere in the 19th century. Cool. Uh, this one, it's apparently actually a sea shanty, at least from yeah, some, they, some sources. There's a certain criteria, isn't there? There is, a, there is a criteria. Nowadays, shanty, as I alluded to before, is basically... Any kind of nautical work song, but originally there were different kind of subgenres. Yes. And if you speak to like an old folky, yep. and I know a couple, they'll go, "That's not a sea shanty." And they're right. Yes, but, but apparently this, is... this one is. Yes. So you can smugly sit there at your next pub quiz and declare that this is a sea shanty, and the ghost pig told you so. <laughs> so the and ghost then, pig. <laughs> and then, and then the quiz master will ask you inquisitively, hopefully into the microphone, what you're talking about, and then you'll tell them about our podcast, and then the... the whole pub will be really excited to hear about your strange um, listening habits. To, uh, the ghost pig. The ghost pig is a subtly different podcast. <laughs> That's our spin-off series. <laughs> the ghost pig <laughs> coming to you April first. Oh, we've missed it. Oh shit! Next year then. So <sighs> tell us about all right, so, blood. Well, all right. So look, look, mostly. These sea shanties functioned um, to synchronise workers and thereby like, optimise labour on ships for different tasks. Not unlike the f- um, songs in the fields, cotton picking yeah, fields. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
So they have like a tempo that's meant to sort of make everyone work together. Um, shanties usually borrowed from contemporary popular music enjoyed by sailors, which included things like minstrel music, marches, and other land-based folk songs. They then tended to get adapted, and they suit the musical like forms on and like heavy tasks that they found themselves doing. You know, hauling anchors and setting sails and all that exciting stuff that we don't honestly know very much about. Um, but you know, all the different things that are required to operate a big sailing ship. Um, because these all require loads of coordination, group effort, and they usually are pushing or pulling, and yeah. Evo! All of that stuff, yeah. Me hearties. <laughs> may or may not it. have been hearties, we don't know. Me mateys. Again. Me lover. <laughs> <laughs> if they were from Bristol, yeah. Yes. My lover. My lover. Gert right, Lush. <laughs> anyway. They were all saying Gert Lush back in the 17th century. They might have been. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I feel like I actually used to believe they were. I like to think they were. <laughs> <laughs> All the pirates. <laughs> All right, so like Shandies are like usually quite um quite lyrically flexible. Right. So it means the, the song can go on longer if the job yep. isn't finished yet. I have to say there was a stroke of genius. Vince performed this song in a pub a while back and there's lots of different verses, but he added one. I just um, made them up on the entitled spot, which is in, in keeping with the, yeah. you know, the way you're supposed to do yeah. this. Entitled a freebie from the bar, basically, and everyone started cheering that there was no freebie from the bar. It didn't but work, it was, it, was but a, we tried. it was a good idea. I don't. Th- I suspect I'm not the first person in the entirety of human history to have tried that one. Yeah. But, you know, it fits the, the, yeah. the, the structure rhythm, of the, the song really well. And, yeah. and usually that used to be done by a shanty man who'd be like the, the caller, and then the choir would respond and then heave. So oh, that was kind of how it was all played a out. Man. A shanty man would actually lead most shanties. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, they'd set the tempo there for, because it was pretty much no instrumentation originally, apparently. Even that, the so shan- we, we deviated there, we put instruments in ours. But the shanty man sounds The shanty creepy. man. The shanty man. Well, apparently he was usually kind of um, revered, at least as being vaguely witty. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you it's got to be, be nice. A, you could be a shanty man, you're vaguely witty. Uh, only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> only vaguely. It's vaguely. all a facade. Only vaguely witty. Only yeah. vaguely, vaguely witty. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Uh, shanties got sung without instrumentation, as I said. Uh, they tended to only get sung in work context. They weren't usually sung initially, initially for mm. entertainment, which I think is quite interesting. Whereas like folk songs often are. Yeah. Okay, so Nelson's Blood. If yes. you hadn't guessed, named after the somewhat famous... Uh, Royal Navy Admiral Horatio Nelson. No. I know. Uh, he gets the credit for defeating Napoleon Bonaparte at the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805. That's very much a glossing over. This is not a history podcast. Definitely not. Um, other other history podcasts are available. Like the ghost pig. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost pig is, yeah. It's our uh, agricultural historical yes. one. <laughs> it's not kosher. Um, uh, so anyway, during the... Um, the Battle of Trafalgar, Nelson was shot uh, while aboard his flagship, the HMS Victory. Is he the one who was shot through the eye? No. Not that I know of. No, no. I think it went through his shoulder or something okay, like that. No, and then down that. through his back. Ignore that. Got something that like that. That's okay. Right. That's all right. I've lost me, me place now. Sorry, that was my fault. No, that's okay. It wasn't a very um, interesting place yet. We hadn't set sail properly. Oh. I know. I know. Did you see how I saved that there? I did. So anyway, the, the traditional story, um, this is all subject to wild speculation to some extent, um, goes after the battle, Nelson's body was transported back to England in a cask of either brandy or rum. No one's quite sure. Um, depending on the telling of the story, the barrel supposedly either leaked or was otherwise drank from during the journey. Ugh. 
causing the sailors to drink the rum or brandy mixed with Napoleon's blood, which of all the bodily fluids involved, I suppose was probably like the easiest to write a song about in hindsight. That is pretty much cannibalism. Yeah. They're drinking his blood. Now, did they know? Who That's knows? Vamp- vampires. There would, have, there would have been other casks of ram and yeah. um, oh, brandy and rum on this ship. Yeah, it's all right. There's um, but- casks of ram too. That's both brandy and rum mixed together. Ram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's often claimed this gave rise to the phrase tapping the admiral, which meant stealing rum from the barrel by making a small hole and getting a straw <laughs> and drinking through it. <laughs> so, but- <laughs> Presumably they knew he was in there. Well, there's, there's a bit of a... Okay, okay. So actually, it turns out the term tapping the admiral actually was being used secretly before that. Um, so it's probably a bit of a right. bit of a hoax, that one. Okay. A uh, bit of a red herring. Um, but this, it, it, I did enjoy this bit. It's irrelevant to the uh, ghost story side of things, but it's also been referred to as sucking the monkey, <laughs> which would have also been a really, really different different song, let's face it. Yes. Sucking the monkey. That's I know. <laughs> but like, to throw extra sort of uh, mud in the water... Or the, the barrel, I suppose. We'll dispense with all of these kind of puns. Um, some st- yeah. sources have stated that Nelson's body was actually placed in the cask, mixed with camphor and myrrh, and lashed to the mainmast of the Victory and placed under guard while the Victory was towed to Gibraltar for repairs. Oh, God. And then there's quest- you know, different sources say, by the time they got to Gibraltar, they found the barrel empty, and others don't say that at oh, all. Right. So, so he escaped, did he? <laughs> there's somewhat of a sort of Old nautical Nelson myth about all this. Yeah. There was, I didn't write this down. Um, I did find a reference in... It was something like the Sunderland Gazette or a newspaper at the time doing about a local hero who did tap the Admiral. Yes. You know, he reported when he got back to his hometown. So it could be people were like bragging when they got back to land afterwards. I see. And the the newspapers kind of running this for the time mm-hmm. being. I don't know. Maybe it was a bit of a slow month after that. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Nelson's blood has become a bit of a nickname for rum or brandy. Um, it can, but it can also be mean, you know, Nelson's bravery or spirit. He's sort of revered as some sort of hero. Um, I mean, if you've been to Trafalgar Square in London, named after the battle, of course, um, Nelson does still stand on his column with the pigeons. Um, And you can still go and visit the HMS Victory in Portsmouth. It's still basically in one one big floating museum. It's really impressive. Because before we looked into this song, I assumed... Nelson's blood was just, you know, strong drink named after the strong man. You know, I didn't realise I mean, there's there was quite a gruesome it's, background behind it. It is a strong drink. There's a long history of yeah. brandy and rum in the Navy. Like of course. It was an important yeah. part of the rations. Um, and so I guess people would make up stories. And yeah, it's going to make you a like very, very boring him. diet a bit more interesting. I like the idea of him sort of sneaking out of his barrel mixed with myrrh. And camphor. Again, that's, yeah. again, What's that's... Uh, I guess some kind of preservative. I don't okay. actually know. I mean, we know we don't know what myrrh is because of the Christmas story, don't yeah. we? But, yeah, well, it's it's a soothing, it's a balm, isn't it? it think, is. think of think of life of Brian, a balm, <laughs> all that. So uh, yeah, that educational. Was, that was beautiful. I know. I think so. Um, going back to Nelson's blood, anyway, the song itself became popular at the end of the nineteenth century among sailors, particularly in the Royal Navy, as you'd kind of imagine. Mm-hmm. It's often sung during sea voyages and. Still at sea shanty, sea shanty sessions. Try yep. saying that three times sea fast shanty. after too much of Nelson's blood. I first came across it um, working with the English Folk Society, as you would. That makes a lot as of sense. As you would so come across that such a song. That makes a lot song. of sense, yes. yeah. So the, the lyrics of Nelson's blood do vary quite a lot. As um, Alice already kind of mentioned, you kind of yeah. improvise on the spot and make up new verses. Well, we use it as our theme song at the moment. So instead of the, with the lyrics we? we sing um, at, with the Folk Society, right, okay. we, we run these sessions called Fun. And um, we sing <laughs> a little bit of fun wouldn't do you any harm, which always oh, yeah. feels a bit. There's a lot of scope with it. Always feels a bit wrong though, because no, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some 
far more crass versions out there. We yeah. went fairly polite with our version. Yeah, we did. But but you know, there's, there's, it's alluding to basically just lists of things that the sailors, while they're lonely, desperate, out at sea, and a bit bored, would make them very happy. Yes. So yes, uh, rolling the clover, night with the girls. Yep. Night uh, on the town. Yeah, it, it varies depending who's who's yep. doing it, but you know and that was down to the shanty comes man. Back, a drop of Nelson's blood. We'll roll the old chariot along. Well, I'm going to get to that one too, actually. Um, so the lyrics to Nelson's blood are very, as we said. Um, most versions include references to Nelson's death and the supposed Brandyfield cask. The song's chorus originally was very, very different, though. The chorus of the version we know is from um, a song which you might guess is called Roll the Old Chariot, which was actually a religious song from around the same era. So it's a completely different song. How funny. Yeah. Um, it was used by lots of religious groups in the 19th century in England. In the 1880s, the song was used by the Salvation Army as a campaign hymn. And around the same time, gospel singers from America were touring the UK. So it likely became part of their repertoire as well. Was... There's actually one of the really early recordings of this song is an uh, African-American spiritualist version recorded in the 1920s God, in the US. I was thinking that the, the title, Roll, you've put Roll, Do, Old, Chariot. Well, that's, they didn't have standardised spelling back then. I know, but I was thinking that looks almost gospel. Like it does, a gospel yeah, type yeah. thing. And it sounds yeah. more like a gospel yeah. choir thing, yeah. doesn't it? Um, I mean, I actually wrote down the original chorus's lyrics. You know, I'm guessing it's the same tune, but it's, and so, and it's so, and it's so, and it's so, and it's so they say, we'll drink to Admiral Nelson who fought the French in the fray. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a, it's, it ties in much more with the uh, verses, let's face it. It does, because roll, roll your chariot along is, it seems it, a bit random. It feels pretty detached, yeah, yeah. But basically it's like they took two pop songs and just stole the chorus of one they liked better. Yeah. And, you know, you, you got a random song. Oh, and, and then Umbrella, Ella. It's, yeah. it's like doing that. Yes. <laughs> too hot, hot damn. Exactly. Like <laughs> Umbrella, Ella. Yeah, that, that's what they're doing. I mean, they're at sea. What else are they going to do to entertain themselves? True. Yeah, more recently, um, shanty versions of Nelson's Blood have been recorded by numerous artists and bands. Um, if you look on Spotify, you'll find there's actually a Jarvis Cocker version. Oh, brilliant. Uh, there's also a, a steampunk band called Abney Park who have an album called Techno Shanties. Techno Shanties. Which is exactly what you think it is. Yep. Um, um, do you know, I don't think that appeals. It's funny. <laughs> I gave the whole thing a listen. It's pretty did entertaining. You? Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's lots of heave, ho, and like drum machines. It's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a bit more recent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the song gets referenced in lots of other things like literature. Um, Master and Commander is mentioned in that and the television series Black Sails, apparently, which we haven't seen. But today, this particularly gruesome song remains a popular sea shanty and is often performed at maritime festivals and other like, big like nautical events around the world. Yeah, and it's such a it's such an earworm, isn't it? It's so catchy. It is definitely one of, the more, one of the more earwormy folk songs. Yes. Really. Is it, has yes. It's... You will be able to sing along with us within... A second of hearing. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it. Um, you know, lots of folk songs tend to reuse a melody from something else. Yeah. This doesn't seem like it does that so much. I, I'm sure it is used elsewhere. Yeah. But, it's... but it's very repetitive. Same words, same tune over and over again. But it's it's entertaining, isn't it? It is. It is. And I feel like now you've started describing it, I think you said it out quite well for people to hear our version. All right, let's do so, it. So, yeah, um, as you said, feel free to sing along. Please do. Well, a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And we'll all hang on behind. So we'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along. And we'll all hang on behind. 
is in our sails, we'll be all right. If the wind is in our sails, we'll be all right. If the wind is in our sails, and we'll all hang on behind. We'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along, and we'll all hang on behind. We'll be all right if we make it round the horn. If we make it round the horn, we'll be all right. If we make it round the horn, and we'll all hang on behind. So we'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along, and we'll all hang on behind. Well, a night on the town wouldn't do us any harm. Well, a night on the town wouldn't do us any harm. A night on the town wouldn't do us any harm, and we'll all hang on behind. Well, a drop of Nelson's blood. Well, a drop of Nelson's blood. Well, a drop of Nelson's blood. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Hope you liked it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Hope it didn't upset Hope you. It didn't scare you. No one's going to understand that. No. That's fine. It's fine. Don't mind. Um, lovely. Well, I, I, I really enjoyed um, uh, recording that. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? I've always enjoyed singing that song, so... Hope, hope you guys liked it and do go out and check out all the different versions of it. There's there's a lot fewer versions of this song than there are things like Wellerman, Man, yeah, even before 2020. Yeah. There's, that's still a, quite a well-covered song, but yeah. this, there's still a fair few versions of this around in varying genres. If you want the sort of more trad version, which is just not ours, yeah. um, there's plenty of those as well, actually. There's some really nice versions out there. Yeah. I no, highly it, suggest you go and listen to them. Um, I mean, I could get into, I get into sea shanties in a big way anyway. They're, they're yeah. all... You know, good fun. I like this. This this definitely a sea shanty genre. It has an uplifting feel to it, but actually, it is still quite gruesome. Yeah, it is creepy more than most others. Yeah, there are other ones in this sort of vein we could tap into in definitely. the future. But oh let's God. start here. I mean, with sea, the sea and ghost stories and horror. Oh my God! It, it's I mean, it's seventy percent of the you know the planet's surface. And yeah. We've not really gone to it yet. We haven't. Much. We did the episode on mermaids. Yeah, we did. Um, so obviously, we're now going to have a story about the sea. Because I why would you not? Kinda hoped you were and gonna go this way. It was I was like a kid in a sweet shop. Um I'm hoping we do many, many more episodes about the sea because 
for this one i actually just went for the main big obvious choice for this one so i was like i think start off with the big one and then okay look at other... i'm not sure that still tells me exactly what this is well, so i'm wait. still i'm still curious and i can see your screen i don't know what it is okay so i did look at some more obscure ones right okay uh, but i thought no let's let's do the big kahuna is that how go... you say it kahuna yeah yeah it's... go for the big fish okay we'll do the big fish and then we'll look into the little interesting little the leviathan um, of mythology. Yes, into the little um, it's not leviathan, is it? little shrimps of uh, knowledge later. So, are you ready? <laughs> we should probably know. have thought about We're this both before. Poorly. We're going to go lay down after this. Yes. Are you ready? And whimper. <laughs> are you ready? I actually am. I, I would like to hear your story. Right. So, let's begin. The sea is, and will remain, a great mystery to humankind. For centuries, it has been the inspiration for many tales, such as Moby Dick, The Little Mermaid, and Treasure Island. But alongside these classic works of fiction, there are plenty of true stories to sink your teeth into. But the one story guaranteed to send the shivers down the spine of even the hardiest of pirate is that of... Any guesses? Nope. Ma- the Marie Celeste, Bermuda Triangle, nope. uh, Good Ship Venus. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. The Flying Dutchman. Okay. We were going like, we, 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 yeah, we to get like, there pretty quickly. The Titanic. Yeah. One day there was a lady called Rose. <laughs> there, was a, there was just a floating door <laughs> and a, a, a whimpering woman on it. <laughs> anyway. She, she must have been. So, a, she is a monster, though. We're looking at the Flying Dutchman. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And here we go. There is no denying that the sea is a wonderful thing. It gives us food and fortune, and we have sailed the waters for centuries. Well, you and I personally have Not me and Vince, but I mean, I've been on the sea. I actually feel quite sick on boats. I looked at it once. (laughs) I love swimming. Boats make me feel sick. However, as we know, it is a deeply perilous place. Even with today's technology, the risk of danger when going out to sea is a high one, Over the years, the more we explore the waters, the more stories are told of ships being lost at sea or destroyed by storms. Some of these lost ships are said to remain on the water as ghost ships, appearing and vanishing on the stormy waters. The most famous of these ships is the spectral Dutch flout. It is doomed to forever sail the seas and never reach port. This is, of course... The Flying Dutchman? Yay! Okay, you sort of gestured at me as if I'm, I, as if you've like told me the lines. And I don't know what you're doing. Well done, Vincey. <laughs> there are a few different tellings of how the Flying Dutchman and the crew became so infamous. Generally, the legend goes that the ship was once part of a Dutch East India fleet back in 1641. The captain of the ship was a man named Hendrik van der Decken. Van der Decken. Van der Decken. So he vanders the deck. He does indeed. Well, that's ideal. It's, it's like he was born to do that. That does sound like it's someone perfect. trying to say someone's name when they're drunk. Van der Decken. No, so what does he do? Oh, he vanders the deck. Yeah, anyway. he is indeed called Hendrik van der De- Decken. I mean, it, in, in that part of the world, it is van der Decken, I would think. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I'm just going on what I read. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. So he and his crew were making their way back uh, to Holland from Asia. Okay. when they had to risk passage from the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. This place was well known for its violent storms. Mm-hmm. As they began to navigate their way around the Cape, a storm began to brew. 
Pretty soon, the ship was being tossed like a matchstick on the writhing waters. Every fresh wave threatened to capsize the crew. Terrified, the men screamed to their captain. Turn the ship around, they begged, or we will all be lost. His hands gripping the ship's wheel, Hendrik van der Decken roared into the wind and rain. I will not give way. I will take the ship around the Cape if it takes me until Judgment Day. Now, some accounts go on to say, I know, what a dick. Like, yeah. just turn around, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, right, but that is an absolute example of male pride just oh, that, that getting is in the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He obviously had a tiny winky. Anyway. Yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he was having problems with his uh, yeah. main master. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now, some some accounts go on to say that the crew actually attempted mutiny against their captain. Okay. However, it's said that Hendrik dispatched the leader of their group into the sea, leaving the others to fall back into line. Then, again, mad with power, the captain cursed his own ship and entire crew, driving it deeper into the storm. The story at this point can vary. Okay. Some accounts say that the Christian god heard the captain's blasphemous words and delivered a curse upon them. Others say that an angel descended from heaven and tried to dissuade the captain from his barbaric cause. The captain merely scoffed at the warning. Most stories, however, say that the devil himself received the captain's words and cursed the Dutchman and all that resided on her. Whoever did lay the curse made sure of one thing. Captain van der Decken and his crew were now doomed to sail the seven seas until the Day of Judgment. In some versions of the story, it's said that the devil did offer a way out of the curse. If the captain were to find himself a true love, he and the crew would be set free. As such, it is said that every seven years, the ship is allowed to make port for one day, so the captain may search for his true love. However, so far he's been unsuccessful. I imagine by this point his attire probably isn't mm. helping him. Well, you know, just my own personal opinion. Going on the um, grotesque depictions of the captain and his general shitty ap- attitude, this is hardly surprising. Yeah. Don't think he'd be much of a ladies' man. Um, obviously, this captain, I think, also appears in like Pirates of the Caribbean and. Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah. There's lots quite of, sort of folklore literary figure. references yeah. there to different silly things. Um, the ship is now glimpsed mostly in the cover of a hurricane or a storm, just like the one that the crew were trying to sail through. Any vessel that catches sight of the ghost ship is doomed to sink to the bottom of the deep. I mean, if you're already in the middle of a hurricane, it's not a great start. True, yeah. Since the 17th century, alleged sightings of the Flying Dutchman have been spoken of throughout nautical trade routes. The earliest recorded record of the Phantom Ship comes from 1790, the author John MacDonald mentions the ship in his uh, catchy named uh, book, Travels in Various Countries in Europe, Asia and Africa. Here wow, is an what extract. A title. <laughs> to be fair, back then there wasn't that many books, so no. you, had to, you, had, you didn't have to really you know, compete. So here's his extract. The weather was so stormy that the sailors said they saw the Flying Dutchman. The story is that the Dutchman came to the Cape in the distress of weather and wanted to get into the harbour, but could not get a pilot to conduct her and was lost. Ever since, in very bad weather, her vision appears. The sailors fancy that if you hail her, she would answer like another vessel. 
Mm. So that's the first recorded um, account of the ship. But it's interesting, he just says they saw the Dutchman as if everyone yeah, knows yeah. what the Dutchman is. So it's but, obvious. But it is it was, quite a well-known yeah, story. But that it? was that's the first ever recorded version of it. But he speaks as though everyone knows it. So it clearly was. Sailors are well-known to be superstitious. Yeah, exactly. At least back then. Exactly. Almost 100 years later, a well-known sighting came in 1881 by Prince George of Wales, who would go on to become King George V. Here's a he wasn't one of the really mad ones, was he? Oh, I don't know. My history's not very good in that area. Sure. No, I, think, I don't think he was one of the ones who was like actually bonkers. Okay. Bonkers. Um, so here's a count. July 11th, 4am. The Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light as a phantom ship all aglow. In the mist of which light the masks, spars and sails of a brig 200 yards distance stood out in strong relief as she came up the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarter deck, who was sent forward at once to the fore castle. But on arriving there, there was no sign of any material ship, either near nor right away to the horizon. Wow. The night was clear and the sea was calm. So that's interesting hmm. because they said she's normally glimpsed in a storm, yeah, but not yeah. not in that case. Interesting. And they sent someone to the front of the ship to go and see better. And, no, go on. Yep. Okay. Okay. Basically, yeah. It's exciting. Um, in another account, I don't have a description, but thirteen people saw the ship all at once. Apparently. Wow. Thirteen people. <laughs> Any um, idea when that report was from? No, but afterwards, uh, the man who first spotted her shortly afterwards um, fell from the top mast and was smashed to atoms. So okay. okay, so we're still, still talking masts. And, yes, so it's okay, still sort of a, a whale back, so obviously, yeah. you know, pinch of salt. But yes, apparently he spotted it. 13 people then also saw the ship, and then he fell and was killed. I mean, if he's always in a hurricane or yeah. most, yeah. probably not the ideal place to be. So the explanation that the ship is largely down to mirages of tired, homesick and frightened sailors is, you know... A quite an a, a yeah. obvious one uh, the ship's fearsome reputation is bound to hang in the mind of any superstitious seaman as you said sailors are suspicious types or you know traditionally, traditionally are. they used yeah. to be yeah, always perceived as that yeah and uh, what is it exactly that they see so what well, you know what, what has been described mm. okay well the Dutchman has been described as a massive fully sailed ship it appears with an otherworldly glow about it and hovers ever so slightly above the water's surface. The ship seems to favour appearing at the height of a great storm or in the middle of thick fog. Mm. It is said that the ship materialises from nowhere, then vanishes from view as fast as it appears. Of course, nautical folklore is rife with tales of warning, but it is believed that if you see the Flying Dutchman, it is one of the worst possible omens that a sailor can encounter. While there are many different versions of the story, in all the retellings, the ship is a harbinger of doom, whether for the individual who sees it or for the whole crew. Once you have spied the phantom ship, misfortune is sure to follow in its wake. Dead. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I don't know too much about the 
the story of the Flying Dutchman. I didn't realise it was actually around the Cape of Good Hope, which makes a lot yep. of sense. That's still really me to this day, of course. Yeah. I wonder where your sightings were all predominantly focused around. Like, if you've seen it in Bermuda, it's quite different. Yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I should have sort of looked at that. No, 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 I don't mind at all. But also, I thought it was interesting that you said it was a... Uh, you said it was like Dutch East India Company, and then later on, one of the reports said it was a, I think it was a frigate or something like that, which yeah. is quite a big vessel. So it was a cargo ship. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was moving stuff. It wasn't like a, a fast pirate ship kind of thing. No, they would not use big bit, like pirates of the Caribbean. They have these gigantic ships. They wouldn't have used them. They no. used little boats to get there quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it would have been a big vessel, especially if they're coming from what was it Holland to or Asia to Holland. Yeah, so like you'd, you'd modern need day big, Indonesia yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you'd need a big ship for all the supplies, wouldn't yes. you? So it, it's like yeah. it's the contemporary version of like a, those giant shipping t- yeah. container type ones yeah. now. It's it's big, yeah, big, and it is fascinating because you you know you hear about the Flying Dutchman, don't you? And, yeah, you know, I don't know if people are still reported to see it, but it's it's pretty creepy. And I think of an enormous ship hovering above the water, glowing like ooh, hmm, yeah, because it. Even to a modern standard, it wouldn't look so huge, but just to be, you'd, you'd see it. Yeah, I mean, certainly if it, was, if it was hovering and glowing, I think you'd definitely notice mm. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, that's it. So I hope you've been, enjoyed our little um, sailor's tale. Our little paddle into the ocean. Yes. And we must, of course, at some point look at pirates and, you know, ghost stories and on the... Yeah, we've here. started somewhat yeah, definitely. higher brow. I mean, you we know, started... Um, drinking blood and... Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I say blood. The other things were probably in there as well, but... Yeah, we don't know what was in there. Um, yeah, it's so... A nugget of Nelson's... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> a nugget of Nelson? There you go, that's the uh, episode title. <laughs> a nugget of Nelson. Mmm. A Nelson nugget. Mmm. Mm. Um, McNelson. Well, that's disgusting. <laughs> McNelson. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Coming this summer special at, <laughs> at your local wimpy. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say wimpy, am I? Um, uh, hope you've all enjoyed this. Um, sorry, it's been a bit chaotic because I said we're both it, poorly. Yeah, and, it's drifted around a bit. Chatting it? shit. So yeah. uh, we should anyway. probably stop with nautical references now. In our or, I. I, yeah. I. I think it's plain sailing from here. I think you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So. Do uh do do hold on do the hold next on, one will be, yeah. will be slicker yeah yeah I don't know what I'm saying um, <laughs> if you enjoyed it come say hi give us a message um, email us at ghostgiguk at gmail dot com that is ghostgiguk at gmail dot com you che you you know what I mean you're chatting you're chatting about me uh, you can chat about us if you want yeah, to yeah drop us a message say hi anyone any nautical fans out there say hi or just any you know horror fans um. Find us on socials and we will see you in a couple of weeks with our film review. We shall, yes. Looking forward to that one. Cool. All right. Yes. Take care, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Mm.